Here's what's coming up today on the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Grunge really killed the rock star, I, I think, personally. I think yeah. grunge killed the rock star. Yeah, on purpose. That's a good good title for a song. Right? Uh, I mean, video <laughs> killed the radio star and grunge, grunge killed, killed the, the rock, rock star. star. There you go. Welcome once again, everybody, to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. I'm your host, Pete Lieb. I have my buddy Dennis Miller in here with me again tonight. What's up? How you doing, Dennis? I'm good. Dennis is my musical therapist, my soul healer. We've had a couple of very recent deaths over the weekend. Two rock and roll icons in Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek. Basically, within a couple days of each other, I think one or two days of each other, they both passed away. And I enjoy Eddie Money. I don't. I know that you're not as big a fan of Eddie Money as I am. Rick Ocasek. Yeah, Cars, man. I, uh, yeah, Eddie Money. I mean, he had he had songs. Mm-hmm. That I liked. Uh, he had some that I didn't care for as much, but the respect level still there. I, uh, you know, fortunately, I'm the t- kind of person that even if it doesn't hit me the way it does someone else, I still respect everybody that right. plays music and goes for it. And two tickets to paradise, cool. Baby, hold on to me. Great song, you know. But the cars, man, moving in stereo and yeah, that if we we so aren't much. we aren't doing a today. We're not doing my favorite album, the cars. But if we were. We should. The Cars, the first album, would... It's a, well, a we'd near, have nothing to talk about then. Yeah, it's a near-perfect yeah, album. Yeah, it is. So, you, you know, just between Good Times Roll, the way that that comes in... You're all in, I've got tonight. My Best Friend's Girlfriend. Love it all, Just man. What I Needed. Uh, just an amazing album. And they had always kind of been... They were that... As weird as it sounds, because they never really got that in their own time they never really got that icon status during their time but they were the band that every other musician was like man I wish I could be in the cars you know, yeah, the they, cars were awesome they made the the simplest awesome songs ever they were so they were very simple in construction and they just worked and you know they, because they kind of had that like new wave keyboardist right and then they had kind of a country-ish guitar player in Elliot well he he would he change from awesome song to song stuff man just, just like so yeah, so sometimes rockabilly, yes, or, you know, just exactly. Like. So that one, I'll be honest with you, that one hit me. Uh, it actually, it started hitting me back because Benjamin Ord passed right. in two thousand, and Has I really it been that long. It was two thousand, October of two thousand. He had pancreatic cancer. Yeah, and, I remember that, it, but uh, gosh, that's, that's a blink of an eye. I mean, you're that's gone almost twenty years. Twenty years, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? Because I remember it took me a long time to figure out, like, without seeing them. Yes, I know they don't sound the same. But but they sound vocally. Close enough. Vocally, it's it's like a little bit tough to they did you know, to decipher which one's singing. You know, to me, you know. Yeah, but they did sound close enough. And if you asked kind of the the layperson who sang that song, yeah, probably at least fifty fifty, they'll get get it wrong. If I t- yeah. if I asked somebody who sang just what I needed, Rick Ocasek, well, no, no. <laughs> Benjamin Orr sang that song, but they I mean, were they were just close enough. And um, and Rick even said that. Whenever he wanted something in key, he made sure Ben sang it. You know, right. he, he was very uh, self-deprecating that way. That uh, he, he, was he was not as he good a singer as, yeah. as, as Benjamin Orr was. Hey, I can totally relate. No doubt. So I mean, but think about the, how handy that could have been live if one of them wasn't feeling well. Yes. You know, it's like, man, you need to just do everything tonight. And it, I don't think anybody would have been like, oh man, no. I don't think anybody even would would have noticed, but it started there with me when when I laughed because I remember seeing 
the last interview with Benjamin Orr when he was interviewing with them, and he was just a shell. I mean, he had pancreatic yeah, cancer. I believe I saw that too. Yeah, and he yeah. was so thin and looked so sick, and you knew this was maybe the last time you'd ever see him, and they were all together there. And that's when it, I was like, well, boy, because I remember growing up with the cars, man, and I loved that, or that early MTV and yeah, those, those videos. And, you know, and again, the, those songs were just so poppy and awesome. They, they got to me. So sometimes you are more affected by the passing of a rock influence than other times. I remember I, I felt kind of that way when George Harrison passed as well. That was probably the early 2000s also. I'm going to have to let you go on no, that No, no, yeah, that, that was the early 2000s. I'll take your word for it because I don't remember, but I do. That was. I totally remember it, but the years escaped me, so I'm going to have to just Yeah, that was that right. was the early 2000s, I believe, also because my son was alive then. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of the first one that really was like, oh, you don't remember John Lennon at all? Well, no, I was, I was, I was young too, but I just, I remember it. I think I was nine. I think, I think I was watching Monday Night Football. That's yeah. why I think I remembered it, and I knew at the time. I had heard the Beatles, obviously, but at the time, my mom had Double Fantasy, mm-hmm. which wasn't a great record. But Wheels is a good tune. Oh, I'm just sitting here watching. Is the it Wheels Woman go. on that one too? Yeah, Woman's on Woman's there too. Woman's a great song. Yeah, or uh, Starting Over. Start, yeah, just like Starting Over. So there's some oh, good stuff on great. there. Great. He gets a lot of shit for whatever reason. I was watching a, a documentary where they were saying, well, that album really isn't that good, but since he, it was the one that he had just released when he was killed, people have put it on some artificial pedestal. It's like, you're crazy, man. Those three songs have lasted. They've stood the test of time. And let's face it, three good songs on yes. a record is pretty phenomenal. Right. I didn't believe that. I, I kind of thought that was you know, shitting on somebody's legacy for no reason. Yeah. Well, there's no was, reason for that. Because he was, no, no, I agree. But John Lennon, he had a pretty extensive catalog yes. of, uh, yes. you know, great music to. So yeah, so Eddie Money at the, uh, I believe it was Thursday. And so he was 70 and Rick Ocasek was actually 75. Which I didn't, I wouldn't have right? guessed. I didn't. Well, that was back in the time when you didn't have to be. That means he was 34 when right. the cars, I was yeah. looking that up today because yeah, yeah. I was interested in it. And, you know, they say that he had heart problems. He had, right. had some surgery or something. And, and uh, so I was interested. I was like, you know, I saw that he was 75. And How often do people nowadays become uber famous at 35 years old? Almost never. Very it, it, rare, it very yeah. rarely ever happens. Back yeah. then you could get away with it because, to your point, you didn't see them. You right. didn't see what he looked like. You didn't see that he was a little bit older. So all you heard was the voice. The songs were still good, so you could disconnect it. And honestly, he never really admitted how old he was either. He he, he spread a lot of misinformation about he even I think he even did he? I just see I didn't I never I think, knew that. Yeah, he, I he mean was, I knew he always wore shades and that may have been part of it. Yeah. You know. uh, he was born in 44 because yep. he, he went to uh, high school in Cleveland, where I'm from. So oh, cool. Benjamin Orr and Ocasek both were in Cleveland. But the band is from Boston, is that right? Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah technically. I mean, those two were together in Ohio. They had gone mm-hmm. to Columbus, and then they all went They went over to Boston. They picked up some new guys, had a couple other bands all together, and just... Mm-hmm. And finally, yeah, you know worked it way out. more about their backstory than I do. I just I went through I, a I phase. From, I no, went through a phase. I love their music. Yeah, absolutely. Shake it up, all that stuff. I I just love it. Move, you know. I said moving in stereo earlier. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Great tune, Come no on. doubt. And there's deeper cuts that are great too. But you know, yeah. I I said I went through a phase for a while, uh, right around the time when Benjamin Orr passed, because I remembered them as a kid and I remembered listening to all the music. And then when I when he passed, then I was like, oh man, and I I got real into it for a while. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, 75 years old. And so that brought something to my mind. And I started to kind of think to myself, we have lost a lot of these rock icons lately. Over the last couple of years between uh, Tom Petty, David Bowie, Eddie Money now. Prince. Yeah, lots of lots of good ones have gone. Tom Petty, man, that oof, the songs that guy wrote. And so then that just kind of brought to my mind as I was thinking of it. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I mean, there's still some some of those guys left, but we're aging out. You know, the rock gods from when we were growing up, they are aging out. You know, whether it be Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, you know, Paul McCartney. Those Kiss, you know, all those, Kiss, all the, I mean, Led Zeppelin, all the all the yeah. members of Led Zeppelin, the members of the Who, you know, all those guys. Even at this point, Def Leppard are yeah. pretty close to sixty, if not sixty. Yeah, they're climbing. Bon Jovi's sure. in that same general Late range. 50s, so even those bands, those '80s hair bands, they're over fifty years old now. Who's left? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Has the rock star died, literally and figuratively? To the point where there are no more rock stars, what do we have in their place? Is there somebody coming up now that we could have? Because back in the when we were growing up, it seemed like when I was growing up, that's all you wanted to be. That's all I wanted to be. Oh yeah. In the mid '80s, uh, you know, when David Coverdale is screaming "Still the Night" and Bon Jovi is, you know, yeah. this is all at the exact same time. Absolutely. Right. right? Motley Crue. Motley all Crue. Of them. Poison. Just, White yeah, Snake. Was... I mean, it was amazing. That yeah, just doesn't just, exist. You know, it looked so glamorous and it just looked like it was everything. You know, it was like, right. oh man, those guys, they got it made. Whether they did or not, and I'm sure they did in a lot of ways. Yes. And obviously in a lot of ways, they probably didn't. But to our young minds. Mm-hmm. And obviously the music is still popular because there's resurgence over the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. Sure. Where all of these bands who had kind of died off in the 90s, they, they were gone in the 90s, all of them. They, oh, yeah. Nobody wanted to hear from them. Yeah, Beav- Beavis and Butthead and Nirvana yes. killed it. Yeah. So Ask Kip Winger. Nobody wanted to, to hear Def Leppard in the 90s. Right. They all started to come back, you know, Journey, all of them in the 2000s here, and they've kind of had this revival, but they're aging out. What's next? Who is next? You know, where? What? what's the next band? And is there one? Is there such a thing anymore? That's kind of what That's I wanted to question. talk about. Okay, well... I'll give food for thought and just let's look at just the next thing that came and let's talk about those guys. Yeah. Just in my mind, they were the anti-rock stars, but in some people's minds, like your Eddie Vedders and your uh, Chris Cornell mm-hmm. and Lane Staley, two or three of those guys are the, dead. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. So Kurt Cobain uh, is Kurt gone. Kurt Cobain is gone. So even though they were the anti-rock star, they were still... In my mind, younger people than I, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was a Van Halen and I like guitar music, but I, I liked it more on the more uh, melodic side. But those grunge bands came in and they de-glamorized everything that all the other bands had made so awesome before. Absolutely. It. The party, the whole, yeah. all of that yeah. was taken out. It was, they, you know. They weren't dressed the same. Yeah, they were like, looked said, like lumberjacks. It, it didn't and, seem as much fun. They seemed like they were having a terrible time. Yeah playing music in a rock band. Right. It was not as much fun there. So most of the standouts from that period are gone also. True. Grunge really killed the rock star, I I think, personally. I think yeah. grunge killed the rock star. Yeah, on purpose. That's a good good title for a song. Right? Uh, I mean, video <laughs> killed the radio star and grunge, grunge killed, killed the, the rock, rock star. star. There you go. Because after that, 
they were all anti-establishment. They're all, we don't want to, you know, we don't even want to be a part of this. Oh, we don't need this shit, you know, acting stupid, being drugged out. Whereas before that, they were all about, show me the camera, show me the girls. That all changed. And it's never recovered and to this point. No. So if I was to say to you right now, who is the rock star that's under 50? Is there such a thing? To us? Yeah, I mean. Probably no. Now, let's put ourselves in our, we have kids in mm -hmm. the same age range. So let's talk about how we think they see things. Because everything's changed. And I would say, right. in my viewpoint, even though it's not my deal, it does nothing for me. But I think the rap stars are the rock stars because they're more about the bling and the booty and the, you know, that's basically what our age guys were talking about, just in different, different, different ways, you know. It was yeah. all about the party, the sex, the drugs, the this and that. And that's kind of what rap, uh, they throw violence into it, too, because of maybe circumstance, maybe because of the fact that it's become the cliche thing to do and they can't not do that, maybe, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I think the, the guy that I think that comes to my mind is uh, Adam Levine. I think he's probably the staying power he's been around since the early 2000s. He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. He's a good-looking guy. He's glamorous. You know what I mean? He's definitely not... Uh, he doesn't seem to promote... Adam Levine is not John Bon Jovi. No, he's not. He's not. He's not at all, but... He's not Vince Neil. He's not David Lee Roth. Not at all. He's not, he's, he doesn't seem like a bad boy, but I'm just saying as far as... If he is the poster child for what... I think he's some of... Or Ed Sheeran is the poster child for, for the rock and roll star now. Yeah. Um, well, stop well, the train. Let me get off. I, I mean, I'm with you, man. But let's talk about just rock music. Can you name three bands right now that are rock and roll? What Greta is Van Fleet. That's, yeah. what I, that's where I was going to go. Led Zeppelin. I mean, yeah. I can't get on the on board. I, I think they're talented, but in my opinion, they need to try to figure out a way to sound like them. A rock band right now playing rock. Maybe Green Day. Well, Foo Fighters still plays. Some they rock. Do, yeah. Again, they're not, they're a little longer in the tooth. I mean, even Dave Grohl now is 50. Even they have gotten to the point where they're a little bit older. Sure. Uh, I would have said Weezer a couple, 10 years Same ago. Same age. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a big Weezer. I'm, I love Weezer. Right. But even but they made that n most recent album and they have just, I know, you don't like the Man, the they've cover killed deal. themselves, in my view, <laughs> with that album. But I would have said them. But know, they make so much music. They're putting out another new album. Yeah. So they made an Originals they put out that cover thing, and now they're putting out another record. So they're they're really prolific, you know. Yeah. But again, the anti rock star, their images being dorks. Mm -hmm. Well, I think maybe you still have maybe Muse is also another one of those bands. They they're playing some rock, and yeah. I was I was trying to rack my brain. I was I was actually trying to rack my brain as to who I would consider a rock and roll guy under forty. And Matt, maybe yeah. Matt Bellamy, like I said, the guy from Muse, but you don't know who he is. Yeah, he's you know, most kinda, people don't know who he is. He's at not. Least I don't. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, at one point, really... you saw Brett Michaels everywhere. Yeah. Again, John Bon Jovi was everywhere. David Coverdale was everywhere. David Lee Roth was everywhere. And so for I don't know twenty years now, that doesn't exist anymore. And so now the the only for a guy like me who doesn't like rap, you know, I don't um, like rap. I don't want to hear rap. Me either. I'm just and and it. honestly, I think there are very few rap artists with that kind of staying power, with that longevity. I would say things like Pitbull, but is, I don't even know that he's a... Is he a rapper or what is he? He just a... He finds a way. 
Yeah, he, he's a hustler. He's he, a guy he finds that's been a way. He's working hard. The you know Pitbull always gets my respect because yeah, so somehow or another he makes it work. I don't know. I'm I, I can't really. Well, I, I don't. I just don't think that any music nowadays has the staying power that it did. I don't think there are any stars that are comparable now to what they what we had twenty five years ago, thirty years ago. I don't think there's anybody like that. Maybe Adele. Maybe Adele. Okay. You know, yeah, Adele. Adele can sing. Uh, like, hell, yeah. I mean, I think Adele is generational. She could uh, have been popular at any time. Yeah. I can. We're getting be honest. We're getting crotchety. No, I can be intellectually honest and say it is part emotional. Sure. So I, I am thinking of the artists that changed me when I was a kid. You know, the, the people that I heard when I was coming up. And I was an only child, and I spent a lot of time listening to music. And so that that is what shaped me. Those people were what shaped me. And now I'm seeing them aging out and passing away. And I honestly, I haven't listened to a new band in 20 years. That, that's what it really comes yeah, down to. I'm not really into it. And when I and normally when I do, I'm just like... But I don't think I'm alone because I, I see a lot of people that 80s genre is still wildly popular. Wildly. You know, the, the radio station here, 96.9, that's yeah. all they play in reality. Yeah. So it can't just be me, but it probably is a lot of people in my demographic, my age range, yeah. who grew up listening to that same type of music. It's kind of the death of my youth and the death of the influences that I had growing up and I'm seeing them all go away and I'm, you know, just using it as an example, the Eagles were, had come to Miami and they were $300 tickets. I mean, literally they were $300 a, a ticket. Pretty crazy. And I said to her, we have to go to the concert. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm not spending that much money on a concert. I said, listen, these guys are mid sixties now. They are getting old. We've never seen them. They're probably one of the most influential bands on me ever. If we don't see them now, we may we may not get the chance. So we went and we saw them, and it was in July of 15 or 16, something like that. So you got to see Glenn Fry. I got to see Glenn Fry, yeah. and, I, and I think it was that was the last show of that tour, and he never made another one. So really? that was uh, essentially that was the last time he played. Wow. As part of that tour with the band. Was Vince Gill with him? Then? No. Or was No. Who was in the band then? It was uh it was it was it was, was it the guys. Don, it was still Don Felder and yeah, okay. N- uh no 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 Don Felder wasn't there. It was uh Henley, Fry, Tim Timothy B. Schmidt. Timothy probably. B. Schmidt and uh Joe Walsh. So they so they were they were there. And then there was a session guy coming in playing. Okay, just whoever was doing yeah, Joe Walsh. Okay. Uh, whoever was doing um Felder's part. Yeah. So yeah. there was just there was a hired gun come in there and, and doing that. Yeah. But Incredible show. I, mean, I they- got to see him about 10 years ago, um, and here's how I got to do it. Uh, I, For a sports, something from one of my daughters, I think I, I volunteered in the concession stand. Mm-hmm. I worked a concession stand. Once the concert started, it was dead. There was nothing going on. Wow. I just got to yeah. watch the concert, and I was like, it was really cool. Felder oh. was there still. Yeah, so. No, they, were, they were fabulous. I mean, again, for guys in their 60s, they sounded great. I mean, they literally sat on chairs the whole time. They did not mm-hmm. move around. There was no pyrotechnics. There was just them on chairs playing music. But they were the hits. They were what we wanted to hear. They told stories in between each song. It was really, really good. But I was able to see them intact. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to see Prince. We never got to see Prince. He, he passed before we could do that. We've been I lucky. I never saw him either. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we never got to see Michael Jackson even. And I wanted to see him I ne- there. Yeah, I never saw him. So... There are a lot of these bands now that we wanted to see. I would have loved to have seen Foreigner in their heyday. The time I saw Foreigner, I saw them maybe three years ago, it was just Mick Jones and then a bunch of guys. 
Yeah. And you, you are fortunate to see Mick Jones. Yes. He's in and out. You know, yeah. He was on, there. Depending on his health. Right. He was there. So I got to see him. Were they with Night Ranger and Def Leppard? That's exactly that right? right. That's exactly I right. That, show. I that is go, the but, show I went to. Yeah. Um, Def Leppard was all, was all together. So that was, that was pretty good. So that's where I'm coming at. I'm like, what, what is left for me? I've been able to see Steve Miller. Because he's he's getting up there. Another great song. Bob Seeger has retired now. Elton John has retired now. I didn't get to see Elton John, but those were the guys that were like really influential. And uh, I saw Poison two years ago, maybe last year, even right here. I don't know when they came. Yeah, they came here last year. Been so recent. I, yeah, I, sure. I've seen them twice, but I'm thinking, what's what's left? They don't they don't have much of a shelf life left. A lot of them. And then even the ones that a lot of the ones that do can't. The vocalists right. can't do it, man. Do right. You know? So then I find myself thinking, Pulling okay, off. is my concert window over in about three or four years? I didn't even go and see Kiss when they were here the last time because the the vocals aren't there anymore. Paul, poor Paul Stanley just can't. Right. And do there were it all the anymore. rumors of maybe they were piping they were doing, them in and yeah, you know, using so I, tracks and that's things why like I that. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to go either. You know. Right. So I I couldn't even go and see them. Because of that. So maybe I have a window here of three or four years, and then any band that I want to see is is either passed away or they're just no longer doing it. Right. I don't want to see the Stones. The Stones, those guys are 75 years yeah, old. They were just here. I w- yeah. They're 75 years old. At that yeah, I point, saw some footage, and everybody's like, this is so great. And I'm like, Arr. it looked like a bunch of 75-year-old dudes right. kind of stumbling around a stage. I mean, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good for them. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. But power you know, of the purse, yeah. you know, I exercise it that way. And so I thought about Fall Out Boy and Green Day, Green and, Day Weezer. and Weezer. And I thought to myself, that may be the only, I'm not really a big fan of Green Day, but I like Weezer. I actually like Fall Out Boy. I, I, I like those. Pa- they're, yeah. yeah I like Stone those. can sing. For man. sure. I like those two bands. There's a guy that, there's a, they're not really rock stars, but they're, they're, they're well, they've been around for a long time. That's right. And, and uh, they're, they're kind of on the younger side of. Of those three they're, bands, they're, they're less than fifty. Yes. Yeah. Well, Green Day is all. They're all less than fifty. They're not. Are they still? Yeah, they're my age. They're like forty-seven. Okay. They've just been around forever. Yeah. So they're still under fifty, but they've kind of always been that second level to me. When they were even in their heyday, they weren't around the same Dookie time as Pearl Jam. Gosh, I man, don't know. They, I I didn't look at them were, as the same as Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Nirvana. See, I was the other way around. I I wasn't. Uh, you weren't feeling that, huh? Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I never got into Nirvana. Nirvana was never really my thing. I loved Alice in Chains. Loved it. I, I liked some Alice in Chains stuff. Loved it. It's a little dark. I don't. I don't know how to explain it, but I just some of it, this dark. I'm, I it don't, was the aesthetic to me of yeah. Alice in Chains because it was the heaviness of the guitar. It's very cool. Being detuned down there, and then Lane Staley just being floating above. You know, no, definitely, his, definitely his vocals. Talent and, and Soundgarden was the same same way because. Chris Cornell was just in the stratosphere. And so those two yeah, things just really work. Singer, amazing singer. So those two, I was in. I was never into the Nirvana. Pearl Jam, yeah. after the first album, their welcome was over yeah. to me. I liked Smashing Pumpkins I liked a Smashing lot. Pumpkins. I did I, like Smashing Pumpkins. I like Pumpkins. the Gin Blossoms. Oh, wow. I like them. <laughs> I, <laughs> kind of, they're, they're kind of mundane, but I like them. <laughs> they're, they're nothing. I was know. okay until I heard that from you. I'm sorry. You get it? I was, I hear it I was from listening. You? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, oh hey, there hey. it is. If no. I have to explain it, it, it wasn't that good. I'm sorry. It was good. I was, my mind was in the gel, on jellyfish. Sorry. Oh, I yeah. was a jellyfish head right then. Yeah. Extreme. Those were my bands. But even Extreme was primarily 80s. I mean, no. I mean, not, well, Three Sides of the Story came out in the 90s. 93. 
wasn't ninety two. Uh, Extreme, more than Por- words. I pornography, was in high school. Pornography, 90. Well, you may have been. Oh, grew- yeah, 1990, I guess I was. But it didn't get school. popular till 91, like yeah, I guess summer I, or something. I, I just assume high school was 80s for me, but that's not totally true. Yeah. <laughs> some of it, maybe. I don't yeah, know some, of it, you, some yeah. of it. I graduated in 92. Okay, so. I was 90, so. But, so yeah, so to me, that was still a high oh, school. Oh, and I day. made fun of Extreme when I first, I was like, who is this Nuno Buttercup? I was like, this guy's a pansy and... More than words was weak. I'm Holy sorry, but smoke. But the rest of that album, I, you know, that's it, a great. You don't yeah. like more than words? I, I don't. Like I it. think it's one of the best songs ever written. I don't. Like I really it. do love well, it. That's weird. It's okay. But no, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. It's okay. That's that's how you're feeling right now. But it's I, not, I, it's it, not it, get the funk out. But it's the different animal. Yeah, more than words. That was one of those songs where if you heard that, and that's all you heard from them. You would not like that band. It gave you the impression that this is what that band is, and they were yeah, not. They were not. At all. Yeah. So uh, They say that that was one of the most returned CDs that was ever. For sure. Yeah. Because you got all these housewives little- Housewives were getting at yeah. home and being like, what in the hell? What the hell is the rest of yeah. this? Same More thing like with uh, Saigon Kick, with Love Is On The Way. Do you remember that yes. song? Yes. That is not that band. Yes. But that was- That what? was a great song. I, I love that song. You like that one, but <laughs> you don't like more Pete. You're, I did. You're starting to- I did. But that's okay, because I, I, I'm the same, I can be the same way. Like, there was something about the groove of that song. It was something about the way that that almost seemed like it was screaming out to, to me, that song. I get into that kind of shit. I love those songs where I'm like, wow, I can hear your pain on that. That's right. why, to me, Layla is one of the best songs, because I can hear him screaming for this woman, you know, screaming her name. I love that. So uh, could George Harrison. Right. But he didn't seem to care. <laughs> he didn't. He, you know, he, like, he was he was at their wedding. He's a peace pipe. In yeah. There. But like, uh, so I love those tunes where you can hear the emotion coming out, in, or even if it's fake, you know, yeah. you can still hear because half of music is how I interpret it anyway. It's not really what the artist. I think it's all. Yeah. How you for you, it's how you That's interpret right. it. It's got to be. Speaking of that, my buddy, he used to be distribution guy for I believe it was EMI. And he okay. used to in Columbus, Ohio. He would he would go to the record stores and and check the inventory and refill. And he would also promote new albums that were coming out. He would also pick up the bands when they came into Columbus. And he picked up Radiohead. And he told me the story. And forgive me, Dale, if I say it wrong. He had, they were out to dinner, and he was way into the the song uh, "Fake Plastic Trees," which was on the Benz. Okay, great song. Awesome song. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. I know it, we've talked about that. I gotta get. I gotta. Yeah, you I gotta, gotta listen to that song. I will. Album the Benz and the album OK Computer. Those will okay. change your life. Well, OK Computer, I've heard about it from. That's, that's right. That's like a musician's favorite. That's right. Well, along with King's X. Well, Fake Plastic Trees was on the Benz, and it's just this great song, but it leaves something to interpretation. And so Dale was way into this song, and he was talking to Tom York, who's the lead singer of mm-hmm. Radiohead. And he's like, oh man, let me tell you what, Fake Plastic Trees changed my life. That song was great. You know, what was that about? You know, trying to get just some kind of the scoop from Tom York. The way he tells me the stories, he just kind of looked at him and he's like, it was really just a stream of consciousness, man. It really wasn't about anything. And Dale was crushed. I know. He's like, <laughs> that's not what I wanted to hear, man. What? <laughs> and he was crushed. I don't even know Dale. I'm sorry, Dale. Right. That sounds terrible. Yeah, he was man. telling me that story. He's like, he said it wasn't about anything. And yeah. it just crushed him, you know, because to him, the interpretation of it to him meant everything. And so it's some of those situations where you don't want to meet those guys sometimes. Right. Because they'll tell you things you don't want to hear. Right. You want to hear that that song is some existential trip about this day in your life that was just the worst day, whatever. And it wasn't. You just you just had a great piece of music and you had to put lyrics to it. Because everybody sees things and hears things. That's right. Differently, and it's it's, it's all about the interpretations. Yep. 
But I think that the problem that we have nowadays is that you don't have a lot of those musicians making music anymore. A lot of it now is Pro Tools, Auto-Tune. You got four stock drum beats in your hard drive. You pull one down, you pull down a couple of chord progressions, and then you start rapping over it. Or you steal, you sample someone's music from... When they were actually making it. Yeah, and, when they were writing and it, it and making it up, and then you stick that in a loop and, and rap so, over it. And it's so hard to be original, too. That That's also, maybe that's part of the problem as well. Only 12 notes. Man, that's got to be incredibly hard to do. I, I almost guarantee almost anything you play, Yeah, you, I, I've you made songs. Have, you're going to have a reference, for sure. I mean, I've made songs no, when I listen to it back. I made this song, I thought, wow, this is awesome. I listened to it back, it's like, oh shit, that's ELO. Honestly, I, I, I said, oh boy, that's ELO. I guess the thing is, is everything's derivative. Yeah. Everything. We just have to put our personal voice into it mm-hmm. and our personal styles into it. And hopefully you're you're not creating it thinking, oh, I'm writing this song again. Hopefully you're doing it with a genuine purpose and yeah. and trying to put something... You're not trying to go Tears for Fears, yeah. which is the, with the hey blatant Hey man, let's ripoff. write a song tonight and we're going to try to fuse you know, these two bands and we're going to try to write a song. Well, you've heard Sowing the Seeds of Love, Tears sure. of Fears, right? Just blatant Beatles ripoff. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, they even said, this is this is our Beatles tune. I mean, that's... I think some people write songs like that. And it was awesome. I loved it. It yeah. was a great song. <laughs> it was, always, it's like, well, we sound like the Beatles. So okay. the Beatles were great. A lot of people sound yeah, like the Beatles. Yeah, what's the problem yeah. with, with that? But again, then you start to get to the auto-tune. And I, I guess I told you... There's an interview with Ann Wilson. She's talking about the fact that you know, those early heart albums, those early heart vocals, those were her vocals. There, were, there was no auto-tune there. They didn't make every note perfect. She went sharp. She went flat. You got to hear, this is what I really sound like. It really gives a, an authenticness to the music. I think we talked about Pure it. emotion. You know, we really. talked about it in our Van Halen, my favorite album as well, that you know they were all in the same room. They were all looking at each other. They were playing together. And, you know, you couldn't separate the tracks because even Michael Anthony's track had Eddie Van Halen on it. And you just, you've missed that because there, one, there isn't somebody making the music. Right. When the DJ, when quote unquote, the producer is being called the artist featuring Taylor Swift, featuring Bruno Mars, featuring, it's bullshit. Bruno Mars is the reason that song was was popular. Taylor Swift was the reason there, that song was Bruno popular. Bruno Mars, there's, there's... We, I'm yeah. glad you brought him up. He's probably the closest thing to a Michael Jackson or a or a Prince. Man, Bruno Mars. He's a badass. Bruno Mars is somewhere between yeah, Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I mean That's he's great. That works too. He is. He's right there. Yeah, I agree with you. He, he is almost. You, know, you think the the song and dance man is kind of gone. Yeah, but not really. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I think he he he'd qualify in there. I personally would rather listen to Bruno Mars and Timberlake. I think they're both very talented. I think oh, they're both very absolutely. good. I was surprised, actually, that Timberlake was as good as he was He's by himself. very good. I, I would not have given him a lot of credit in NSYNC. How, how many times has that worked? Can you think of anybody else who's come out of a boy band like that and had their own successful career? No. To, to the extent that he's had a successful career. Because they've all tried it. You know, One Direction yeah. broke up and they all had their own little... Didn't, yeah. didn't do shit. Uh, all the other guys from NSYNC had albums. Nothing happened. He has been really kind of... Yeah, he's super except, talented. Except the Beatles, right? The last boy band that broke up and, and the yeah, individual members did, made something out of themselves. That's funny. I never quite... I know be, they were a Never boy thought band. of them as a boy band? No, I never really They were did. a boy band who played their own music. Yeah. That was the difference. 
you know, because most of these other boy bands just dance. But the Beatles, yeah, they started as a boy band. They ended as something else. Jeez. Uh, they ended. Yeah. We wrote it all. The funny thing is, so somebody asked me once, hey, uh, what's your Mount Rushmore of rock and roll? And I was like, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Yeah. Why even change another face? Because they were thinking I was going to say, like, you know, uh, Robert Plant. One guy from one know, band. Eric Clapton, and, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I was like, nope, John, Paul, George, Ringo. Fuck all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I agree with you. I do, I, when I hear people say that they don't like the Beatles, and I'm like, you know what? Go back to if, Russia. If you don't like the Beatles, you shouldn't listen to anything you listen to now because everyone in some way, yes. shape, or form was inspired by the Beatles, whether they know it or not. It just is. Well, it was the port that launched a thousand ships for sure, yeah. right? I mean, how many of those interviews have you heard or movies have you seen where X person said, my life was changed when I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan? Oh, tons. How about all of them? Yeah. Everybody I've ever seen of that age, yeah. well, I, I, I got it from the Beatles. Yeah. Well, of course you did. Why not? You know, I was obviously too young for that. So to me, it was, I got it from Whitesnake or I got it from right. Bon Jovi. And the, uh, but, you know, you had to start somewhere. Yeah, we both had to work backwards yeah. to the Beatles for sure. But I mean, I, I heard them, but obviously they weren't, they broke up before I was born. I think they both broke up in 70, didn't they? Yes, right? technically. 70? Yeah. That's right. So again, I guess it's it's more emotional for me. It is kind of the death of part of my childhood, my influence. I think we, I've asked you already, you know, who do we think is the next band? I don't think you can call Greta Van Fleet the next band because they're just playing the old band. They're not, to me yet, They maybe they will. They're only yeah, they're young. 17 and years they're old. They're, they got all the mistake, talent in the don't world. Don't mistake what we're saying for... Right, all the talent in the world. They, they, have, they have it. Now's the time to take the talent and... And, and do something... Do something different yeah. with it. Versus just hey, this was really great. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna recreate that sound. We can sound like Zeppelin, yes. so why not? And people are buying into it. Of course, it. are they buying into it because you're Greta Van Fleet, or are they buying into it because you sound like Led Zeppelin? I don't you know, know what I mean because I'm not the personally I'm not personally attached to it, so I I can't say. What are they buying into it? That's like yeah. when I heard Great White. They did a unplugged on MTV, and they mm -hmm. sang Zeppelin a lot of the time. I was like, oh, that's the greatest. I love Great White. No, I, I loved that they sounded like Zeppelin. Right. You know what I mean? That guy that uh, guy sounded dead on to Robert Plant yeah. when he wanted to. And so it's like I got you get confused. You think, man, I love great I love Great White. No, you just loved <laughs> that they sounded like Zeppelin. You just loved the influence coming right. through them, yeah. Because when they're when they're playing their own music, you're not feeling the same way. So what's next, Dennis? What's what's next with again, I, I feel like um there's really nothing much left for me coming up. All I can do now is kind of ride the last bit of the wave out and say goodbye. Do you think there's any hope for, I mean, other than Greta Van Fleet, do you think there's any hope for the rock band? Do you think that those, that, that'll come back or do you think it'll just be some other type? Do you think we'll, before long we'll be the cantina scene in Star Wars? And, you know, that's, that's a good question. There's still, to this point, I don't know anybody who hasn't picked up a guitar in their life and hit an E chord and not had their pants fit funny. I mean, there is nothing in the in the world better than that sound. I agree with you. Man, uh, you're not going to get any uh, resistance from me so, with that, but so why is that how is that dying? I don't know. It uh, it is though. Yeah. I th I think, you know, by and large it is. You know, I think it's always going to be there to some degree, but think about the fact that jazz music used to be the pop music. And the, and and it's blue and the rock music was blues music. Right. Yeah. So 
everything has its cycle. So maybe we'll cycle back around and hopefully it by might. then they're, they're replacing body parts and I'm still around. <laughs> That's right. I'm 140. What do they what do they say in terms of you stop, you have made your musical tastes by X age and then you don't vary from there. I, I read somewhere that it yeah. says by like 30. Is it that, that old? That you're pretty much, that's it. You know, is it that old? By that point, I mean, you are not looking for new music anymore. I think I read that. Uh, I read it in a magazine. I believe it said, yeah. you know, by the age of 30, you are no lo- longer looking for new music. You've got the music you want to hear. Yeah. You're listening. That's what you're listening to. I don't look for it. Yeah. I mean, if I come across it and I like it, that's fine. But I don't, I don't uh, scour Spotify or anything like that. I'm, I got to say when I do listen to music, which isn't all that often, I'm a retreader. And that's what I, and I need to, Unfortunately, I want to bring that up because you had said previously to me about the death of terrestrial radio. Yeah. And not only do I hope it doesn't die, I hope it actually goes backward into a point again where there is somebody there who actually has ears and it's not just a computer and, and a request line. Right. Somebody who actually has ears and who's actually getting these things from these artists and says, Oh yeah, that, that thing fucking bops. That's a, that's a straight bopper right there. Let me play this for people or Hey, this was the hit that they're trying to give me, but let me look at the, Oh, what's this on the other side? Whoa, this is actually a better song. Let me play this one. That could pop a can, right? You just, you'd have to start small and say, hey, anybody that has music out there, you, you know, probably get an email nowadays or whatever and say, hey, I'm going to spin this stuff. Let's, you have a little show and you actually start it, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to. Because the problem with Pandora, Spotify, any of it's those. It's all algorithms, right? It's, it's just... all that. So if I play Peaceful, Easy Feeling and I give it a thumbs up, it's going to give me a Horse With No Name by America. <laughs> I'll give that a thumbs Freedom up. Freedom Rock, man. It's going to give me, uh, you know, <laughs> something from Crosby, Stills, and yep. Nash. Sister Golden Hair. Yes. It's just going to give me the hits from something with a similar beats per minute and mm-hmm. a similar chord progression. It's not going to say, hey, you liked Peaceful, Easy Feeling. Maybe you'll like this that that you haven't heard yeah, before this deep track off a of pink floyd record right. or whatever it, yeah. it doesn't give you that and in when i was growing up and when you were growing up i was growing up in cleveland ohio wmms 100 i think it was 100.7 wmms it was the rock station or whatever but it wasn't this homogenized mess of this is the same stuff over and over and over again that's all you hear mm-hmm. you know you would hear a straight up rock tune followed by a Michael Jackson tune followed by uh, you know some other style and it was because there were people on there yeah. who who had actual ears and who would listen to music and say wait this song is good and so the disc jockey actually was able to to have such an impact on what became yeah. Rush that's Rush may have never been a thing if the guy it was in Cleveland if they hadn't started playing Working Man they just started playing yeah, it independently Working Man and all of a sudden it took off yeah, it, because, because Cleveland's them. the perfect place to play that for song. For, 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 they call me the working man. I yeah. guess that's all, I guess that's what I am. Yeah. And you know, if it wasn't for for those people doing that, you would never have known. Some of these bands would never have been anything, yeah. or some of these songs that are just generational hits would have never been anything. So even the songs now, the the station now that plays the '80s stuff, it's the same '80s stuff. It's in a loop. It's the same. You know, 55, 80s tunes. Yeah, they're going to play Jesse's Girl, but they're not going to yes. play I've Done Everything for You. That's right. Or, you know, or, or Don't Talk to Strangers. Yeah, they're or, not going to play that stuff. Human Touch. Yeah. They're not going to play any of that stuff. You're absolutely right. They're going to play This Is Old. It's going to keep it safe. That's right. 
because there's nobody there using any any bit of uh, independent judgment. So well, it's all because it's about money, right? It's about dollars, and they take they say we make this your radio station. You're what we're using your recommendations and your requests. What are people going to request? They're only going to request what they've heard and yeah. what they've heard their whole life had it shoved down their throat. They need to be exposed from somebody else. Somebody else needs to expose them. Yeah. You learned Kiss from your brothers. You learned this from your cousins, your brothers. I learned the James Gang and Queen from my cousins. If yeah, that didn't exist, we would never have heard it. So I hope it doesn't die. I've been ranting about it, but I hope it doesn't die because you hear all these older bands, those bands from that same era, they're still making music. You can't tell me that Def Leppard, since 1992 when Adrenalize came out or whatever that was, the one after Hysteria, you can't tell me. They've made like seven more albums. You can't tell me there aren't a couple hits from Def Leppard on those seven yeah. albums. I guarantee there are. Probably. I guarantee there are hits there. Yeah. But because they weren't played, nobody yeah. actually had the chance to listen to them. Rick Springfield's put seven more albums out. You can't tell me there isn't a hit somewhere in there. That's true. There is, Here, but, but they won't play them. Let me ask you this question. Let's let's go look at it another way. I know this is a little bit different, but put yourself in like a concert scenario when you go see. Yeah, let's let's use Def Leppard, right? Are you cool with them? Not when I'm at a concert, no. But if I'm on the radio in my car okay, and different. I'm driving, okay. and they say, "Hey, listen to this," you're not going anywhere anyway. You have to be driving to the to the Publix, whatever. Mm-hmm. I paid money to go see you in the concert. I want to say I want to hear the hits. Okay, yes. But when I'm in the car and I'm when I'm driving someplace and I'm forced to be there, if somebody said to me, "Hey, this was a from a 1998 album from Def Leppard. It's a you know good tune. Listen, take a listen." Right. I'm open for it. That's cool. But the problem is for them is if you hear 30 seconds of it and you switch the station on them. But you got a shot. Though. They don't want that. Yeah, they had a, they I had agree a shot. with you. I'm just saying from their perspective, capture me in those 30 seconds. You're not do something with those 30 seconds. You're not. You know. But that's why. I don't want a computer saying what I should be listening. That's why I want a person who said, I've already pre-screened this. Yeah. I've already listened yeah, to it. Check this out. And I know. think this is good. Yeah. You and I do this all the time, where you're you're telling me, hey, you got to listen to this band. You got to listen yeah. to this song in this band. And then I did that. I do it to you. You got to listen to OK Computer. You got to listen to the Benz. You know, that's how you learn new things. Both of us at one point or another had somebody playing Jellyfish and random yeah. band. They're Absolutely. A, really a random band yeah. that made two just amazing albums. I mean, absolutely life-altering albums, if you listen to them, we would recommend. If you're either one of us, yes. Yes. Well, no, no. My wife out there. No, I know a lot of people that love jellyfish, too. I'm just saying that we we are definitely, we're on board with the jellyfish. Well, we're just, uh, we're all on board with music. You know, you have to be a music lover, for sure. And if you aren't a music lover, I know a lot of people who say, oh, I just don't get into music. I don't listen to it. I don't trust you. (laughs) I'm going to say that right now. I don't trust you if you're telling me that you don't care about music or you don't listen to music. Probably the kind of person that gets out of the shower to pee or something. You probably kick your dog. I mean, I I don't like those people. What the hell is wrong with you? Right? (laughs) I know people who drive in a car and and they're like, no radio on. I'd like to think. What are you thinking about in the damn car? I'm thinking, I need to hear something. Right. I need need some The car's not for thinking. The car's for singing. Yeah. Right? You're Blowing out the lines, man. Oh, my goodness. Getting whatever it is that's on you out. Something happened. Windshield time, man. Something happened in early childhood. They need to, there may be some therapy that needs to be done. I'm sorry. I'm skeptical of the person who just wants silence. I just want to hear silence. What? Maybe they Come work on. in a daycare or something. I don't know. Enough of that rant too. There you go. Um, 
And it got me completely off board. So, so yeah, I don't want radio to go away. I want radio to reinvent itself back to the, and I don't, and I know that at that point, the DJ had a lot of power and they could do a whole lot of crazy ass things. And then maybe they abused that some, so what? They were able to shape and mold a lot of what happened after. And it's just, we just don't have that anymore. It's, it's gone. Well, it's going to have to take somebody with a little bit of power that doesn't need the money. That's right. Yeah. That loves it. Yeah. Well, I would love to do my part because music is it's important. It's It's very important important to me for sure. So the question I have for everybody out there is, did we get it wrong? Are there bands coming up that we just don't know about? And maybe that's the case. You know, like I said, we are both getting to an age where we're almost that get off my lawn guy. What is coming up now? I mean, is it Arctic Monkeys? Is it Muse? Is it, you know, the Black Keys I've heard so much about? I mean, White Stripes. White Stripes. Yeah. But hell, those bands are probably 10 years old or something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So we're we're still for sure retro, even, you know what I mean? It's, well, even what, Seven Nation Army? That was like 2007, 2008. Yeah, so that's, so. You know, even those bands are old now. Yep. So are you as distraught as I am about the death of these incredible artists, these people that, again, changed my life when I was growing up and some of, and probably Dennis's life as well? And is there still hope on the horizon for something more? Or is it just going to be this impersonal, canned, computer-generated music that, to me, just has no soul, does not have the soul that it used to have? Well, I mean, I guess you always have the Mutlangs who wanted to play everything one note at a time, play a guitar solo one note at a time. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a genius, but I I couldn't work with him. I would lose my mind. Uh, me too. I'd be like, dude, come on. You've just taken everything that makes music fun out yeah. of it. And maybe he's partial but, to, uh, to blame for what's going on. But he could also come in to me like Bill Belichick and just start showing me the rings. You know, he's like, oh, okay, no, here's don't. Back in Black. Here's Pyromania. Yeah. Here's Hysteria. Here's Foreigner. Here's, yeah. yeah. Shut yep. the fuck up. Yeah, you know, I, I know what I'm. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Shania Twain. Yeah, here's my Shania Twain. Come on over. Both hands. Here it is. Here. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, brought him into the conversation. No, but the way you brought him in is valid, though, because the way he works on me, I don't, I don't know how he could have done that with ACDC, but I don't think he did. did at ACDC. And what I've read, it, he didn't. He wasn't quite that powerful yet. But you know? hysteria, just yes. Come on, man. I would have lost when it. you're breaking chords into one note. At it, I mean, right. One note at a time, and then placing them up. Yeah. Think of that, the labor intense, how labor intense it was. Was he getting paid by the note, or right? what, you know, what was going on? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think part of making music and being in a band, I don't need to be technically perfect for the message to get across. I'm more about getting the message across, yeah. personally. Well, and then the the other thing you can look at with Def Leppard, Mutt Lang, what did he come in on, Pyromania? Is that right? Yes. So, I don't know, you can take any song. Photograph, is photograph better than bringing on the heartbreak? I think you've picked the Babe Ruth of Def Leppard songs before that. I had to. I don't think anything is better than bringing on the heartbreak. I think that's just as good as all the rest of them. But that's the only one that's just as good as all the rest of them. But that just may be because of the song, though. They they may have just written better songs. Well, I I think if you said his Pyromania is better than On Through the Night, I would say yes. yes. I would agree Uh, with you. (laughs) But a lot of people don't. If you're saying... People uh, like High and Dry and On Through the Night, people... Well, they like the album, sure. But I'm saying if you're saying that the song, Photograph, is better than uh, Me and My Wine, I'm going to say yes. Photograph is better than Uh, Just Me and My Wine. Me too. If If you're saying that things like that, absolutely. So maybe there's something to it. But you picked... No, I had to go with that one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that song was... Uh, it's a great it's song. generational song. Yeah. 
So the question still stands. Eddie Money passed. Rick Ocasek passed. Mick Jagger is in his mid to late 70s. Keith Richards, mid to late 70s. Paul McCartney, mid to late 70s. All of these people are near the end. Who's coming up now? Who's next? Is there anyone right now that that still can carry that same kind of power and personality that those people did and have maintained all these years? Or or has that gone? And should we just say say goodbye and get used to what we have now? What are your thoughts? You can contact us if you have some thoughts. If you think we did it wrong, please let, let me know. It wouldn't be the first time somebody said that I was way off base on something. Maybe you just love more than words. I don't. It is what it is. You can contact us on the Prove Me Wrong email. It's provemewrongcast at gmail.com. You can also leave comments for us on Facebook. It's Prove Me Wrong Facebook, just Prove Me Wrong. We also have an Instagram page, Prove Me Wrong. And if you're just looking for content, you can reach us on the podcast app. We're also on iTunes, Tuned In Radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, really anywhere that you find podcasts, you can find the Prove Me Wrong podcast. And again, you can drop us a line, like and subscribe to the to the page. You'll get all the newest content. But I would love to hear your opinion. If your opinion's any good, maybe we'll include it in our next follow-up. I know we have some more My Favorite Album uh, episodes coming up soon. So we can also take some um, listener comments in the mailbag if you have any. Just let us know. Anything else, Dennis? No, because we'll go on for 10 more minutes right. if I say anything. Thanks. Right. We'll, dr- we'll, we'll just keep going. It was a fun one. Good, entertaining conversation. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and put a nice pretty bow on this episode and say that this episode of the Prove Me Wrong podcast is brought to you today by Zendozone Centronella Burners from J.T. Eaton. They're shaped like fearless little tiki gods and let Surf and Stan, Hawaiian Howie, and Luau Lily bring the islands to your backyard with the Zendozone Citronella Burners. Zendozones uses natural 3% citronella candles and incense cones, perfect for patios, decks, backyards, campsites, poolside, and more. You can enjoy the outdoors again. So they're available now on Amazon and at Ace Hardware. Collect them all today. So for uh, for Dennis Miller, regular contributor to the Prove Me Wrong podcast and the brand new Prove Me Wrong podcast studios, I'm Pete Lee. We'll talk to you again soon.